And then growing up as a kid, I was a very crazy <laughs> kid, so I had to sell from the local. It's <laughs> a pretty good concept, man. So it makes sense. Yeah. You know, makes yeah. sense. But uh, guys, welcome back to the local podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Guys, please do not forget that you can listen to the local podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio podcast now as well. And también si quieres ver un papi chulo, vete a la YouTube, por favor. This is episode number 29. Uh, today we have a very special guest uh, today is the very first time that we meet but we've been texting back and forth uh, we met uh, literally through la cunha hideko and uh, his wife so uh, please welcome mr roberto campus thank you man thank you bro <laughs> thank you for having me of course man. really really nice setup <laughs> Uh, you're you, tall. It's really impressive what you have going on here. Thank you. I was able to listen to uh, some of the episodes you had before, and it's it's really entertaining. I, I love your style. I, Thank you. I love that you embrace that um, thing that makes San Antonio so special, which yes. is the Tex-Mex culture. That Spanglish is pretty uh, pretty strong, and you're, you do not shy away from that, and mm. I actually love that. So I appreciate that. Uh, I, I mean, it's I tell everybody the 90%. Of San Antonio, puro Mexicanitos, puro Latinos. Why? I mean, and we grew up the same way. Yeah. Half of San Antonio grew up the same way, so everybody can relate to me, and I can relate to everybody that's out there in San Antonio. So, whatever, you know, I found out that you wanted to do something. I said, all right, cool, let's do it. You know, I'm all that's about right. that. My thing here is, I tell people so many times, and I can keep on saying it till the day I die, is that what I hate, and I, I know I've mentioned it to you, what I hate the most is when we're supposed to be united together, Latinos, yeah. and instead you have some that are beating each other down, mm -hmm. like, nah, I'm not going to help him because I want to grow and I don't want to see him grow. Yeah. And that's not the way it works. I completely agree, man. I think, yeah. um, and I think it's part of the Mexican culture as well and the Latino culture mm -hmm. that the sun rises for everyone. And I think once you embrace that and you realize that God can provide for anyone. Yeah. Um, at the same time, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to, um, you should be fine. You should be able to feed your family. You should be able to be happy and all, and all that. So what you're doing is really good, man. I think it's helping a lot of people to bring light to a lot of, um, people and communities that are not usually on the spotlight, uh, which is the, the Latino yeah. Brown community. Yeah. Uh, and you're now giving them a voice and I, I, I really appreciate that. I, I really uh, admire that. So. Yeah, shout out to Tolos Brownies, por favor. <laughs> Tolos Brownies, eh? Tolos Brownies. I hear representing Tolos Brownies. And before we continue, I'll make it official that you're here today, so it's going to be a little thing I do with everybody. Estás escuchando The Loco Podcast. There you go, man. Yes, sir. You got some good. Hey, right? I'm yeah. I got that good taste, you know what I mean? I got that good taste. It could be because I'm a musician too. Are you? Oh yeah. What do you play? Play drums. What? Drums and keyboard. Huh. So, salsa, merengue. For real? But, bro, I love all that stuff. So how long have you been playing for? So, so I started playing drums probably when I was like, probably like 15 or 16. 15 or 16. Huh, so yeah. you've been playing for like 14 years, yeah. 15 years? Yeah, so I started off with percussion. I Congas, timbales, all that. So when did you realize that you liked music and then music was your thing? So 
again, I grew up in the church. I okay. grew up in the church. Uh, I think the the moment that I kind of knew that I liked the music was when I started to see like, because well, I, I didn't know right, I didn't know at the time there was like a, you want to say there's a Christians artist and then there's other artists. You know, uh-huh. the first time I fell in love with music when was when we were at the Pulga, and I heard Lowrider for the very first time. What the very first time. I heard that cowbell. I heard the timbales going. I was like, man, I like this. It's like real, like Latino till vibe. Like, huh. I love it. Our our place was the Pulte Flea Market. Huh? That place gets lit on Saturdays. And Sundays. <laughs> you know what? That's what I keep on hearing, man. I keep on hearing these stories, and I know we've talked about TikTok before, and I don't know why. I don't know why I got into this loophole and and rabbit hole of people going to La Pulga in Pulte, the Pulte Pulga yeah, here. Pulte. And they get lit, man. Like, bro, you almost went to go there, and it's a, it's like, it's like a little, you want to say, little fellowship hall for todos los brownies. <laughs> Tiene carnitas, sal, they got carnitas, they, they got everything for you there. Aguas <laughs> frescas. Hey, while you're here, necesitas chones, mijo. You don't have to go to Target. You can buy them right here. Cuánto? Cinco dólares, five dollars, a dollar a piece, a dollar a piece. It's cool, yeah, man. It's cool. It's cool. They have a really good a bunch of stuff there uh and most of our people is there man i mean oh I'm, yeah i'm mexican mexican yeah. i was born and raised there so whenever i go to the the times i've been to la pulga it's like okay it's like going to another mercado tianguis yeah, mercado, back yeah. home pretty much uh, so it's pretty much like a refreshing experience going there and seeing that people yeah. are going there like selling their used tools and all that so yeah. what part of mexico are you from i'm from mexico city mexico city was born and raised there was born in 1993 um and i've i've spent there my whole life man i moved here uh 2015 december 2015 really uh, so not very long ago wow to me it feels way longer but yeah but it's it's not, not. yeah so uh, i moved here 2015 uh and we moved because the security issues that we were experiencing in mexico city um we had some like really bad experience over there and my dad eventually told us like listen you guys can choose to my brothers and i to stay here and you can be probably subject to what we're experiencing right now yeah. in 10 years or 15 years with your kids or you can try and, and look somewhere else so we decided to move here and to be honest and antonio has been so great to to me and my family uh I now call San Antonio my home, and I know there is a lot of people that complain about the city, but I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, it is. Culture-wise, um, it's just, I, I love it. I really love it. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't change. I mean, I know so many people are like, man, would you want to live here, want to live there? I'm like, nope. Yeah, this I is know. my place. This is my home. And when you go visit, for example, Austin, Austin is such a cool city, Houston as well, but yeah. it's just so different. Yeah, it's way different people the culture the food uh it's crazy because when you come back you feel like oh okay you see someone say hi primo hi perdon sorry you know it's not really you know what i mean you feel yeah. like it's family oriented here in yeah. san antonio yeah it is man. you go somewhere else you're like yeah that's been you know you're yeah. scared because you're like yeah. i don't know who yeah. that man it's yeah. different over here yeah and feel out of place yeah and the food here is fantastic oh as yeah well. big time it's it's very different. I'm gonna tell you something. When when we moved here, 
we had a really difficult time trying to get Mexican food or what we thought about Mexican food because for us Mexican food is food from Mexico but oh, here yeah. the cons the Mexican food concept is more like Tex-Mex yeah Tex-Mex so going to like a taqueria and things like yeah. that so we we struggled for a little while until we find this great place my favorite place in town called Guajillos I don't know if you ever tried that I've never tried that place 410 and Blanco really promise you um, best asado de puerco en chile pasilla best albondigas really de chilaquiles um, my mouth is watering right now ya tengo hambre. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really good hey, it sounds good uh, and it's like the, the authentic Mexico City food have you ever been to Mexico City? I've never been to Mexico City but okay. we used to always go to Monterrey okay all the time okay so but we used to go to Monterrey all the time only because you know I don't want to put my parents on blast right now, you know. But uh, they used to they used to sell, uh, you know how they used to sell like at those uh, like in Las Canitas they used to sell like those floral sets. Mm -hmm. They used to sell those Oakley glasses and the what? boxes. We would go over there, go visit family, go buy that stuff, come back, and then my dad on Saturdays would have a little, uh, you know, garage sale and I tan los Oakleys, I tan los floral sets, I tan los necklaces cool, and stuff. So we we had a reason to go over there. Okay. You know, but man, it's been years since we've gone okay. to Monterrey. We, I mean, I have my tia who lives in Monterrey, uh -huh. but it's been a long time since we've been over there. So is your family from that area of so, Mexico? So my abuelito had his brother, his brother, right, Josh, that lived in Monterrey. That was Tia Leti's husband, right? So he lived there. Um, my abuelito's from Nuevo Laredo. Okay. That's where she's from. Okay. So, but... The majority of our, if you want to say from my abuelito's side, they live in Monterrey. Okay. That's where they live. That's pretty cool. So it's super cool. I mean, I haven't been in years. Yeah. I, me and my wife are planning to go. We want to go. Yeah. Um, go visit my tia over there yeah. in her house. Because she's, she's came over here many uh -huh. times already. Uh -huh. but we want to go over there. Yeah, Monterrey is like a great city. I think it's, when you think about a big city in Mexico, you think about Mexico City, number one. You can think, I th probably second place, Monterrey. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, Guadalajara. Uh, fantastic cities, man. I think they have great food. Again, I'm a big yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fan of food. Uh, but it's just great. That's cool. It's really affordable. Yeah. So for those of you uh, kind of confused, it's like, okay, well, who's this Mexicanito that you got here, <laughs> bro? Uh, you know, you're going to find out right now. So you can explain, like, how you started your business. Yeah. You know, the story that you just said right now, it's, that's super cool. Yeah. You came 2015. Uh, you're married. You have yes. a daughter, correct? I have a one-year-old baby, and I have a one-month-and-two-week-old daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Congrats. Thank you. And how many siblings do you have? I have two siblings. It's, I'm 30, then Julio is 28, and then Fernando is 20, 26, I think. Okay, perfect. We're yeah. almost alike. You just missed one brother. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> have anything else because... Uh, I was pretty beat up when I was yeah. uh, growing up. But, so I got here 2016 and <clears throat> I think we had no papers. We were, we just yeah. had like a tourist visa and we found ourselves into this like very struggling situation of, of course, the experience was very different from other people that got here and had no one, had no papers, really struggled because yeah. we got here and we were in a very comfortable position. We live with some family members, so we had someone that was actually welcoming us. 
but that didn't make um didn't fell apart from the immigrant experience of like i don't have any documents okay and i can go back to mexico because i'm afraid of going back so now the the real issue arise which was how can we stay here and then it was my mom and my two brothers because my dad stayed back home um and then we get into this issue of trying to find who was a good attorney and who was able to actually communicate with my mom because my mom didn't speak any english Nada. she doesn't speak english like to this day yeah to this day. nothing yeah she, no no shut she, up no, no man, please um, nothing she sometimes throws up F you here and there. <laughs> she doesn't even know what is that, but um, she tries. Um, but it was really challenging. And to me, it was really heartbroken that yeah. at 22, my mom was trying to communicate and she was really frustrated uh, with that because she wanted us to be safe. Um, so we just stayed here. We tried to like play it cool. And I was trying to do a bunch of different things to stay here. Uh, but my real passion was, so I went to law school in Mexico and okay. right, I'm an attorney in Mexico, right when I graduated in December, 2015, that's when I needed to leave. So I was able to get my license there. And then I always had in mind to like, what would it be to like go to law school in the U S and you know, like when you're trying to do something different, you're going to have people always telling you how hard it is Oh yeah, and how difficult it's going to be for you and how they never thought or they never heard of that happening. And I experienced that as well, but I, I finally like got the courage to like research and, and actually get my, myself into getting into law school. And I finally got into law school. Uh, <clears throat> by then I, I started dating my wife, my now wife, and she was such a great support system. I don't think if it was, if it wasn't for her, I couldn't be here right now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I think um, it was really challenging because when you're starting, it's it's hard. And I was still undocumented. Like I had no papers to like stay here <clears throat> to properly look for a job. I didn't qualify for any loans. So it was pretty much what I had in my pocket and, and whatever my family mm. was able to like help me with. Um, I worked multiple jobs until um, I ended up getting a good uh, job offer at Rises. Rises is a local nonprofit organization that helps unaccompanied minors mainly. Um, they do immigration work mainly as well. My wife was working there at the time and they offered me a job. And that's where my actual encounter with immigration law started. Um, <clears throat> I worked for Rises for like a year and a half. I was working at a detention center called the Carnes Residential Center. We were providing pro bono services to families detained there. Okay. And that was a moment, I don't know if you remember this, but like 2018, there was this craziness happening about family separation at the oh, border. Yeah. So we were able to attend that uh, detention center and they were reunifying families there. So it was heartbreaking to, to see the oh, yeah. fathers meeting with their little kids, two years old that were not able to recognize them. So. That was like very, very traumatic and very difficult to like uh, live through. But eventually my immigration attorney was Guillermo, who is now my my partner, my law partner. Really? So we um, he helped me getting my documents. Um, and then when I finally passed the barcode, because that's another thing, man, yeah. I took the bar exam three times. 
um, didn't pass the first one, didn't pass the second one. And then when I was almost ready to like give up, I was, I took the, the bar th a third one and I passed. Um, and when I passed, Guillermo sent me a message and say like, hey dude, like we have an opening in this firm. Do you want to join? And I finally accepted and I stayed working with him for like a year and some two years almost. Mm -hmm. And then um, he and Pablo uh, offered me to come over with them because they were trying to split from the firm they were at. Uh, as an, I think as an associate. And then I was cool with the idea, but eventually things changed and they offered me to come over as a partner. And um, so that's pretty much the story, man. Like, I think since then we have been very fortunate. Most of our clients followed us and um, I still get to do what I love to do, which is yeah. help the people that I, I relate to. Because anytime I see a single mom, my, my I mean, my mother is not a single mother, but I have a, like a very soft spot for families that come here with just their kids. Just their kids, yeah. Uh, or the mother or the dad. And <clears throat> it's really heartwarming to be able to help them. Um, so we've been up and running for, it's going to be a year in May. A year in May. Uh-huh. So, uh, but it's been really good, man. That's cool. We also do personal injury. Pablo Rivera is the attorney in charge of handling the the personal injury. The personal, he's in charge of that. Yes, yes. He's in charge of the personal, personally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> he takes care of that. Yeah. He's a great attorney. Um, so it's it's been we've been really fortunate that's cool man yeah that's super cool i, I mean there's not i, I mean I, there's not too many people or law firms that do what you're doing i mean there's some but it's not mm -hmm. like i mean out there they yeah. it's i mean they have it there they have it on the piece of paper but way at the bottom like yeah plus if you want to do this you know yeah. they're really not about that you know but yeah that the whole 2018 situation that's yeah, that it was, was pretty bad. It was rough. And I think that's, I think it's easier to do what I'm doing because first of all, I think it's the language barrier. It's really hard, right? Like, oh, so yeah, it's, it's hard. when you can overcome that as an adult in your forties or fifties, which is most of our clients, it's just frustrating to try to save your life and try to save your livelihood or um, avoiding going back to a country where you're actually afraid of going back and not able to communicate that. So um, I think it, it helps a lot. And I think at the end of the day, I'm able to like go back to my home and and have a um, feeling of relief and a feeling of um, like thinking that I made a difference in someone else's life. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's cool. It is good, man. Yeah. And then I know, uh, so this is his, this is your hat. This is the one I got here. So which one's the personal one? What is? <clears throat> so Pablo is the one on your very one. left. And yeah, gray bearded guy. Okay. Yes, yes, that's Pablo. And then Guillermo's right in the middle. Okay. And that's I'm the one in the right. You're the one in right the right. Side. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Whoever designed it, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's really good, man. I, to be honest, we got really surprised when we got a, a hold of the final work product. Yeah. Because I think I mean it's you that are, that you that. Are, you're in charge of the design part of the podcast. So yes. I'm sure that it's very different when you're trying to process what you want and when you get the final product, which is sometimes mind blowing. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with us. Really? We were not thinking that we were gonna get something as cool as that. And when we got it, we completely embrace it. And yeah. just 
build our our branding based on on that and it's been really uh really interesting uh because we'll you know like the marketing yeah. part like the business part marketing, is yeah is, is really important that's cool yeah because it is the marketing right now social media is like you have to post you have to put this but it's not about how you put it or or it's the way it looks yes like it's got to be very intriguing like it's mm -hmm. got to get the the person's eye like hey man what is that Lord? yes Lachadores, what is yes. that and the click yes to be able to see oh man they yes. do this they do that yes. and it's like i said when when they sent me when uh when i saw the picture i embraced it more because right now i just said i love wrestling so when i saw it i said what the heck that's <laughs> cool that looks super cool but you know it's there's if Thanks, it, it was just me there's maybe thousands of Thanks. people Yes. that saw a tune they're like man what is yes. that that's super cool is it a wrestling thing or yeah it makes you like yes. click it makes yes. you click it and it makes you intrigued about it yes and we knew that it's for example if we try to get hats or towels or merch or medals it was going to be a little harder for people to be basically sporting them in the street yeah. if it was just like um, a regular logo instead of having something that is more like popular and more interesting and more like cartoony cartoony if, yeah if you want to put it that way so it was really good man it's that's cool really nice yeah it's i was actually so i have a cartoon that's made mm -hmm. right right there right i saw that and it, 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 it was gonna be on the shirt the first design was gonna be on the shirt mm -hmm. you know but you know they they were like bro don't do that bro you know you're gonna probably scare people you know they're like try to come up with something else you know and uh i said all right cool so i i, I kind of like sat down so the back of the shirt yes um is basically a design so the, my brothers are like bro try to do something in the front like put your slogan so mm -hmm. that is my slogan that i say every podcast to every guest and i tell oh, people gosh. you know and uh they're like bro just try to come up with something so the back of the shirt is basically a carniceria pack so it's like the back of a, of a meat but when you go to like a carniceria it's it's a different packaging compared yes. to the ones on heb yes that's all it is so i took the idea i took a picture of it and when i got home i started doing that i said look i could put this here i could put that there i can do this i can do that that is actually crazy man yeah. i haven't got a look to like <laughs> in detail to what's yeah what was going on that's why it says like the one of one it's like one of one carne and then it's it like right there in the in between that section that's where it tells you like what's in there what how many pounds it tells you all that stuff that is really cool man i really like it yeah that's the way i got i mean can no right i mean who's not gonna like any of that bro i know man you know what i love this is what i told people being mexicano man i love it love being hispanic i love it because of our culture, the food, especially, bro, the mm. food. I mean, who, who, mira, I tell people right and they laugh, right? You're probably gonna laugh too, mira. Yo so bien bendecido, bro, mira. Yeah. So bien guapo, bro. <laughs> el ano comida, bro. El hombre, bro. Es una package deal? Favor, que mas quieres? No, hombre, bro, that's a... <laughs> But you're right, man. Bro, I mean, you can be any any more blessed, right? And bro, I really am blessed. Like right now, where I'm at right now. I mean, a couple of months ago, or you know, five, six, seven months ago, you know, we were doing it at this uh, uh, coffee shop. You know, I was blessed to, you know, they yes. opened the doors for me there. Uh, but I had to kind of take a little break and kind of mm -hmm. kind of reevaluate what I was doing, kind of reevaluate where I was gonna go. Uh, 
And uh, a lot of people were messaging me like, hey, what's going on? Like, you haven't posted nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm taking a little break. I want to see what else I can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to see. I kind of, I need to reamp the actual podcast itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people already knew. I would, I would talk, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot about God and, and, you know, put that in the podcast, you know. And I said, you know, what else can I do? Like, what else can I do to elevate the podcast? Like, I literally sat down for like three, four months. Just wow. thinking, like writing down, trying mm-hmm. to come up with different mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and the this logo design. I actually this was the actual first design that I had, and I just scrapped it. I said, "Nah, I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it." Hmm. So the rose just represents my last name, wow. La Rosa. I, I actually wanted to do like a whole like, you know, like the De La Rosa candy. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to do yeah. that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I said, "Man, it looks. Nah, I don't want to do that either. You know, huh. I don't want to do that either." I mean, it's pretty cool, man. I really like it. You know what? I, it looks kind of like a tattoo. I don't know if yeah. that was the intention. Yeah. Well, so I love old English font. Okay. Like, I love it. Okay. And right now, it's like old English is back. Like, that's what you see on shirts. That's what you see. So I said, okay. You know, and I did this like th- two years ago when I was thinking about doing the podcast. That's pretty cool, man. So I, I kind of had to change some things around and, yeah, you know, tweak make it, it and tweak twist it. it. Yeah. Like I said, my brothers are like my biggest critics. critics. They'll be like, nah, bro, take this off or flip this around. Or, yes. or why don't you try to do this? Or I'm telling you, they'll send me screenshots and there's like arrows going over here. Put this over there. Try to put that over there. And I'll sit in there like, nah, bro, move it back. Or nah, bro, move it. Yeah, yeah. The shirt, the same thing. Like, bro, no, move this over there. No, I'll try to move this over here. Oh, no, that okay, right there. Cool. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks really nice, man. It I mean, cool. again, like the final work product, it's really nice, man. Yeah, I and I think that. whenever you, you have the final work product and you're... You put all those hours and you see what you came up yeah. with. That's, it's very inspiring and it's also very like fulfilling. You yeah, know? it's fulfilling. And that's why I tell, you know, I just finished telling uh, Bill Taylor. I, t- I was like super proud. He was like the first one that I gave the shirt to. Yes. And afterwards he told me, man, Gilbert, this is, you should be really proud of this. Yes. Like, don't, don't be like, yeah, it's just a shirt. No, you did. It's different for you. He goes, because people here, they send it to get a design. Mm-hmm. He goes, but you designed it. Yes. And then this is your thing. He goes, so you should be a little bit more proud. Like you should you know be proud of yourself so I, I have a question for you so how what was the final inspiration for you to to put like the whole ideas in one place like how did you came up with what was your like thought process for that so so basically what i was doing so before i even started it i was you know i was mentioning it to my wife i was mentioning it to my brothers and um i had told them look this is what i want to do like i want to do this because my biggest thing like was taking photos mm-hmm. like I love taking pictures mm-hmm. you know but a lot of people that I've met before because my fr- so before I used to do funny skits mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I used to do that was my biggest thing mm-hmm. and people were like bro you know go on YouTube but mm-hmm. I was like yeah, I, I don't want to do that on YouTube like everyone's mm-hmm. doing I don't want to do that uh and then I started to kind of get intrigued with Joe Rogan mm-hmm. he had his podcast yes. so I was like man you know that's super cool you know he's being himself you know because yes. you would see him on UFC yes. And then you see that side of him, you're like, man, this guy's a funny dude. Yes, like, he's he a is, funny man. dude. He is. Uh, so I started following him, and uh, I started following different podcasts. I just started picking, like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this, I can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But then also, too, uh, you know, I was kind of trying to go that route. My brothers are like, bro, just be you. Just the Mexicano that you are, like, Hispanic guy that you are, just be that guy. So I started to kind of look into Spanish mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, there in my house, we, we always, even at my, my parents' house, my abuelita's house, 
Univision, Univision, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Primer Impacto, yeah. all that stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so I would like watch them and see like, okay, you know, this is how they do it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I had all these notes written down and I said, no, I'm just going to be me. If I just be me, yeah. if I take the skit, if you want to say mentality mm -hmm. to be funny, I can do the same thing over here. But my main goal was I wanted to include God in it. But, you know, people, ah, oh, man, it's a Christian podcast, you know, I don't want to listen to it, you know. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? Nobody, everyone, nah, man, I don't want to. So I said, okay, how can I be different, right? And uh, I said, I'm, I'm not going to bombard people with like, you know, hey, the Lord says this, you know, I'm yeah. not going to do that. It, we don't have to do that. Just by me being me, mm -hmm. should represent mm -hmm. who Christ is. Mm -hmm. And um, that was my biggest thing. So I said, okay, you know what? I can I can do it. But my main goal is for people to see that you, you walking with Christ and you being a Christian, you can still have fun. Right, right. But you can still have more fun when you're Mexicano. <laughs> <laughs> you're Mexicano. You can have a little bit more fun. On I, top of being a kid, you can have a little bit more fun. Like your level <laughs> went up like three or four notches. Went up just a bunch. I completely agree, man. So you're from San Antonio, right? Yes, I'm from here. And which part of town did you grow up? Southside. I've always okay. been part of the Southside. Okay. That's cool, man. Yeah. I always like to tell people, you know, when they're like, where were you born? Uh, so I was born in uh, Santa Rosa on the sixth floor uh, at 6.30 a.m. They're like, no, from where? I'm like, from here. Where else? <laughs> I mean, what, what am I going to tell you? Like, what story are we you? Well, I, I grew up here. I grew up where, on the Southside. Where did you go to law school? To law school? To high school? I went to Southwest High School. Okay. Or better known as, well, we used to say it, right? Los Mexicanos used to say Los Dragones. Okay. Not the dragons, <laughs> Los Dragones. And I'm asking, man, because I realized that when I got here, high school, like one of the, the first questions that people ask when they met someone local from San Antonio, they ask, where do you go to high school? Mm-hmm. And, and I know my, my wife used to go to Harlandale, I believe. Harlandale. Okay, so Harlandale here in San Antonio is like very big. Yes. Uh, Harlandale and McCollum High School. Yes. Okay. And then I got into the, the, the whole, I don't know how to call it, man, but it's just so interesting how, like, how deep in the roots of San Antonio those two high schools are. Oh, yeah. So big she would, time. She would tell me, like, yeah, there is the high schools those two high schools are so big in the south side of San Antonio that if you go to the academy, you're going to find the academy divided into parts where they sell different jerseys yep. for the two different high schools. Yeah. And to me, that was crazy. And I never, I never believed that. Um, and then once we, we went and I was like, okay, that's, that's impressive. And then the second, the second thing she told me was that there was this place, um, Applebee's. Applebee's, yeah. In the south, in the south side, yeah. where they had the same the same thing going on, yeah. And when I got there, I couldn't believe that a high school could actually had so much influence, influence, yeah, in the culture of a city. Yeah. So they have a big rivalry game that they've had for so many years, mm -hmm. and when it happens in October, it gets packed, really packed. And it get like right now you're saying it takes over San Antonio. So if you go to the Walmart, mm -hmm. okay? You go to the Walmart on the south side, on Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. They literally will rearrange the Walmart and sell Harlandale shirts <laughs> and McCullum shirts. That is crazy. They man. will rearrange for that. That is crazy. That is ridiculous. I mean, to me, that is crazy because, for example, in, in I'm speaking from... Um, um, 
from my perspective as Mexican, and that's something that doesn't happen in Mexico. We don't have that much uh, of a school spirit. A school, oh, okay, okay. If you yeah. want to call it that way, at least not when you're in high school. Yeah. But here it's crazy. Yeah, here and in San Antonio, it's football and soccer. Okay. Those are the two biggest things. Friday night football is like okay. a big thing here in San Antonio. Did you play? You used to play? Hombre, estoy en chaparrito, bro, por favor. Mejor el water boy, pero hombre, por favor. Hombre, I mean, I played soccer in, in middle okay. school. I played football in middle school. Okay. Basketball. But once okay. I got to high school, look, so when I went to high school, Southwest High School was not favored. So let me, let me give it to you the way I give it to everybody. So in Southwest High School, I was the one little bean with all the white rice. If you want to put it that way. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. And these were some big boys. I'm talking big yeah. boys. So I'm like, man, I'm not going to yeah. do that. So that's when I got into band. Okay. I, I was in band already since I was in middle school. Huh. But I played the trumpet. And Oh, so you play trumpet, you yep. play drums, and you play keyboard. Keyboard, yes. Are you you playing church? I imagine. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm one of the drummers for our church. Okay. Yeah. So my law partner, he's also very uh, he's a very God oriented person, okay. and he goes to uh, Saint Luke's Church, and he plays the guitar there. Really? We we never saw him playing, but we knew that <clears throat> he was gifted with that. <clears throat> he plays like pretty much every instrument, right? Like guitar, trumpet, and I don't think I don't know what else. So we went to Mexico a while ago. And there was like a mariachi band playing and we had a, a, a few beers before and suddenly he, he stood up and he started singing and we were like, <laughs> what? Where's this coming from? Yeah. So I think the, the music gift is also another thing that I think either you have it or you, or you don't because yeah. man, like I'll, I'll tell you. My mom tried to get me into guitar, keyboard, really? classes de canto, um, todo, man. Really? Todo. Ask me, what did I learn? Nada. Nothing, man. <laughs> Nothing. Nah, no papa, nada. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, wow. I mean, it's it's in my blood. I mean, my brother, my dad plays bass, and then my uncle plays keyboard, and he hmm. plays drums, too. Oh, yeah. wow. Did, did he taught you how to? No. I learned on my own. <clears throat> yeah. That's even more impressive, man. Yeah, I learned on my own. Yeah. And like no one knows, like my other brother, Josh. Uh-huh. He, he was a mariachi. What? Yeah. What did he play? What was it? The guitar? The guitar? The guitar and yeah. Guitarron. Yeah, huh. guitarron. Yeah, nobody cool. knows that, but he used to do that. And no one knows, too, for like half a semester, when I was in middle school, I played trumpet for mariachi, too. What? <laughs> Look at you, man. It's because the teacher was super cool. Okay. And they needed a trumpet player. Huh. So he knew me because he knew my brother. He's like, hey, you know, if you want, you know, if you can. I'm like, yeah. I love mariachi. Like, I love the yeah. music. I just, it's different. Like, So who's your favorite favorite mari mariachi Mira, artist? So there's no mariachi artist that could compare. You already know who. Vicente Fernandez. No one could compare to him. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Bro, nobody okay. can. No, no. Nobody, nobody. Okay. That guy's voice is just it's very unique. Yes. No one can top it. When you hear him, oh, forget it. I agree, man. I mean, I think there is many other good, great Mexican artists that could sing with mariachi. Yeah. Like Jose Alfredo Jimenez, all those like, um, 
all those guys. But I think Vicente has something that is part of the Mexican oh, culture as well, man. Yes. A puro pulmón. Bro. I, I don't think there's something else. Any other artist that is oh, no. on his level right now. Mm-mm. I think nope. the, the good old ones are already like they pass away. Pepe, uh, not Pepe Aguilar, uh, Jose Antonio Aguilar, and all those like big guys that used to be on his level, but now he's he's gone, man. That's it. He's gone. That's sad. It is sad, but hopefully somebody will just, you know, it 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 eventually <coughs> happen because that now that era is done with. So now this is a new era. So now we'll see who, who the next Vicente Fernandez is, if you want to say. Hopefully, man. If you want to say that, but. yeah. Uh, so right now we're about to go to commercial break, and uh, have you done your taxes or your bookkeeping? Yes, sir. I've you done. have. Because <laughs> I was going to tell you to go ahead Have and go. You? So I actually did. Okay. And I went with JD Associates LOC. Uh, so guys, if you haven't done your taxes or your bookkeeping, go ahead and head on over to JD Associates LOC and get your taxes and your bookkeeping done. And then also too, once you get your refund back, you can hit up my friends at Edwards Flooring to huh. get some flooring done, some reconstruction done. Okay. You know, to get your uh, house looking fresh so it can look mas bonita, you know what I okay. mean? Okay. So... Guys, we'll be right back with El Mr. Campos right after this short commercial break. What's up, San Antonio? Are you needing to get your taxes or your bookkeeping services done? Then head on over to JD Associates LOC, bookkeeping and tax services. Guys, you can find JD Associates LOC on Facebook, on Instagram, or you can give them a call at 210-816-0357, or you can head on over to JD Associates LOC, with your abuelita and your 99 Chevy Impala, que le está faltando un poquito de paint job, pero you're going to get your taxes, my friend. Head on over to 4702 West Avenue, number 8, San Antonio, Texas, zip code 78213. Now, once you do get your taxes and you get your refund back and you want to say, hey, you know what? I want to get some stuff done there in my house. Well, guess what? Let's get some flooring done on Edwards Flooring Services. Guys, you can find Edwards flooring services on Facebook, on Instagram. You can give them a call at 210-702-8297. Or you can head on over there again with your abuelita to 1246 South Hackberry Street, San Antonio, Texas, zip code 78210. Guys, please do not do your flooring with the guy who has got just one eye or please, El Tio Panchito, no more. Go ahead and call Edwards Flooring Services and get your flooring done for your casita. Guys, Edwards Flooring Services, JD Associates, LOC, official sponsors for Del Loco Podcast. So do you like some of the new um, music, like Mexican music, like Grupo Frontera and all those guys? Look, bro, this Grupo Frontera, these guys are beasts, bro. I, I can't. Okay, I, I, okay. Look, mira. So, what's funny is, <coughs> is, uh, como se llama el Puyo? That's what he goes by, right? Puyo or whatever his name is, the, el cantante. He's not, I didn't know he wasn't the main guy. What? He's not the main dude. The bass player is. Are you kidding me? Yes. You see, that's the same reaction I had the other day. But that's super uncommon in the music industry. That he's not, the, he's not the main dude. Wow. So, the bass, so the bass player, <coughs> is he, I think it's a bass player. The, yeah, it's a bass player. He didn't know how to sing. So that guy knows how to sing. So he, you're going to sing. And he can sing, man. Bro, 
He can't sing. Top is out guy, dude. No, man. <laughs> like those those <laughs> last two songs, I think it was with Karin Leon and who was the other? Dike si, no vuelvas, and then yes. uh, <laughs> no se bro, va, no se va, bro. No se va los tacos, bro. No se van estos... No, hombre. No se me van los pounds. No, hombre. No se me va nada. No, hombre. No, dude. They're, they're, they're blowing up right now like crazy. Does your wife like that music? So, she likes that kind of music. You know, but... um, I don't even know. Like, not too much. I mean... Not really. I mean, not too much. And I always ask because I'm trying to, I, I always try to prove a theory, which is, I don't know why most of my friends or wives do not like the music we, we listen to. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I mean, I like the beats. I like all that. Like I said, it's because I'm just a musician and I love it. Like yeah. the way it sounds like I, yes. country is okay. You know, I'm not yeah. really too much of a big fan. I'll listen to it, you know, whatever the case is, you know. Uh, then we have like you have uh, like Christian artists you have Maverick City yes uh, like rappers okay uh, Christian rappers Spanish lo que sea you know mm -hmm. I just don't listen to you know los conejo malos you know hombre por favor hombre por favor I mean to me what really gets me um, for Mexican music is the lyrics oh yeah the I lyrics. just feel like the, the lyrics in every single um, song that is getting trending now. Um, recently, is is amazing. Like all of those group of Frontera oh, songs. Oh yeah. Uh, and, people, and you know what's crazy is to see, like like we said earlier, like non Mexicanos that are like singing these songs and like <laughs> dancing to it. It's like what? That's crazy. That that is true, man. That's crazy. And I think it was a while since uh, since the South Texas population experience this i think at least my perspective and you can tell me if i'm incorrect because of course i wasn't living here then yeah. but i think intocable um did something very special yeah my brother did some stuff with intocable did you he used to help with their lighting and stuff are you kidding me yeah bro here in Sancho, intocable was like <clears throat> Like, wow. I mean, Intocables are, le I feel like they're, a they're legend, still, like all over there. Yeah, they're all over the place. But like here in San Antonio, man, packed house in AT&T Center. What? Packed house. So how, how did you like working with them? Good guys? <sighs> Bro, he, so he used to work for this company and he would have to go to these concerts and do that. So he met all these dudes. Wow. Yeah, he'd meet all these dudes. Because I think everything that Intocable still does, music-wise, lyric-wise, they're really good at picking their songs. It goes viral. Yeah. And I think the 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 voice, Ricky Muñoz. No, Ricky Muñiz or Muñoz? We'll just call him Muñiz if you want to say. Muñiz, okay. Because I think Muñiz. he gets a little grumpy. Yeah, he gets a little grumpy when you call him Muñoz. Muñoz. Yes. Um, he's just like a gifted... Uh, individual as well. Oh yeah, the way he sings, the way he like interprets the actual song is just amazing. Big time. Yeah, yeah. I love those guys, man. But you, it's crazy to me though right now that the Mexican culture is like blowing up, overtaking, like overtaking, like everything. I everything. Think, I think we Latinos are are very trendy. Yeah, we and we are. I mean, and I don't say that very lightly because 
you know, you have people that are, <clears throat> like I said, they're singing these songs. Uh, they're copying other things. Uh, like, I don't know if you've seen the video on TikTok. So it's, um, I forget what that song's called. But my brother sent me the video. So do you follow Jay Valentino on, on TikTok? I don't think so. Dude, he's a funny dude. Okay. Funny, funny dude. And okay. he did a he did a song like an old Mexican song, and okay. it's like a real like techno kind of song. Okay, he did it at a pulga, like just like lip syncing. They got crazy. Oh, you should have seen how they were getting for real. Oh my god, they were like some people were looking at them weird, <coughs> and then you had other people like yeah, like dancing to it. So now that you're talking about TikTok, I saw uh, Luis Miguel, right? Luis Miguel. Luis Miguel. It was a Luis Miguel song. Song. So. How do you feel about Luis Miguel, the, the Luis Miguel music? Mira, be, he's, be, be he's a, no, 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 he's a, he's a beast. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, he, he knows. Yeah. He's very like, he knows. Yeah. We're going to add this. We're going to add. So the way I, 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 I see Luis Miguel <laughs> in the Spanish, Luis Miguel is like a, like under knowledging, like knowledgeable mm -hmm, person, mm -hmm. Michael Jackson. Because Luis Miguel will tell you, like, have, have you seen clips of him when he goes, when he's getting prepared for yes, a concert? He'll yes. just be prepared. No, 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 I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Espérate, espérate. Lo tienes que sentir. And yes. Bro, it's crazy. Yes. Like, he's there and he's, whoa, 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 para, 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 Yes. He'll tell the drummer, no, don't do a fill there. Yes. Don't do that. Because then you're taken away from, bro. Yeah. He so knows, in, bro. In, in Mexico, Luis Miguel is another character that is part of the Mexican culture. Even though he wasn't really born in Mexico, yeah. he was born in Puerto Rico. I think he f he feels Mexican, yeah, right? He and, feels and Mexican. that's completely fine. Uh, <clears throat> so you grow up listening to Luis Miguel, but you also do not really understand the guy because he's very like um, private with his life and he's not very oh, yeah. charismatic. So I don't know if you ever saw this uh, Netflix show about the Luis Mi about Luis Miguel, bro. When we saw that show, my wife and I really we just fell in love with the guy. We understood everything he was. Uh, <clears throat> and I think also the, the, the lyrics he, he used or they chose for the show were amazing. If you haven't, I promise you. Uh, and I want to watch it because I've seen it so many times when I'm there on Netflix and it passes, it passes, it passes, it passes. Gilbert, episode one to three. Really? If you don't get hooked, you call me. Because I, I promise you it was amazing. Just especially you that you're a, a musician and, yeah. and your brothers as well. Yeah. Like the the music part of the of the of the show is just amazing, like the lyrics, how they produce it, how he came up with uh, the idea and all that. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, that dude's on a he's on another level. Yeah, you want to put it that way. He's he is on another level. He's for sure. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, right now we're, we're trending, trending worldwide. Or como dice uh, el pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> el Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> but it's. It's good, man, because I think we Latinos now have a platform that was not as common uh, mm -hmm. before. Um, to be honest, I, I can imagine or I can remember um, a time where Latino artists or personalities were as famous and as popular as they are right now. Yeah. All over the place, across the board, social media, uh, movies. Um, yeah, movies, everything. Because now you, you have... You have uh <coughs> Mexican soap opera people that are going into Netflix. And it's like, hey, you know, that's the guy that I saw on, you know, on the novella over yeah. here. That's crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, even in sports, like you have one of the best boxers. I mean, I know there's a lot of controversy going into if he's really one of the best ones in the world. El Canelo. Oh, Canelo, baby. Um, he's good, man. Oh, yeah. Call it the way you want, but he's made it. Bro, he's, he's there. That's it. He's, he's done. He That's my güero. El güero. El güero, güero. El güero, güero. Fregadero. <laughs> but he's good, man. Bro, he's good. We Super have, good. I don't know if you're into like Formula One racing and all that. There is also this Mexican driver, Checo Perez. Really? He just won uh, on Sunday a big race in Arabia, something like that. Yeah. And it's 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 very significant because, first of all, he's I think he's the only Latino driver. Really? He's driving for Red Bull Racing. It's one of the most important teams there. And Damn. just winning in an industry like yeah. that, it's very important. So, Latinos, man. <coughs> Coming up, baby. Coming up, we're really coming up. No más falta el de loco, ya sabes. No más lo que falta, bro. El de loco es la cremita que le falta en, la, en el taco. Ya traes todo, ya traes la carnita, ya traes el aguacate, ya traes todo. No más le falta la cremita. El de loco. The next year, Rogan, man. Ahí está. That's it, bro. I'm, I'm super. I'm like I tell you, every day I'm super blessed and super honored to see. Uh, how many people are listening? How many people are following me on Instagram? How many people, you know, uh, I have subscribers right now on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking of which, all my brownies, por favor, me falta como unos 500 para llegar al mil mm -hmm. subscribers. Por favor. Besígueme, por favor. No seas malo, hombre. Te invito a la próxima carnita asada, por favor. If that's a bribe, if you, if you want to go that route. No, man. But yeah, right now... Um, it's super cool that to see how especially Latinos, Mexicanos, Hispanos here in San Antonio <clears throat> are growing, yeah. blossoming. Uh, so if you could tell the people, what can they expect? They go to your office, they give you a call, how they can contact you. Uh, you take it away, bro. You, you do you. Of course. Suéltalo. <laughs> so, I mean, the first contact you're going to get when you get to the office, even if you're walking there. Is you're gonna have a Latina greeting you. Our reception is Lorena. She's great. Um, Lorena. She. Um, I think this is something that I, I enjoy bragging about because I think ninety nine percent or ninety five percent of our team is immigrant. They both um, went through like the immigrant experience, immigrant process. Uh, they both. Most of them came from Mexico. Um, they did it all like they they know what to expect they know they can actually um be empathetic to the people when they say like hey i haven't got this document what can i expect things like yeah. that so i think the first thing that they're they're going to uh find in my in our office is um the sense of uh, empathy um you're gonna be treated right you're gonna be treated um like family and and we're very proud to to do that <clears throat> they can always give us a call 2109228541 that's our phone number we also get a good number of messages emails they can follow us on our social media rhclo river hernandez campos um so you can always they can always send us a message there and uh, that way we can just get in touch with them set them up for a consultation to see if we can actually help them um if we can help them we'll do it for sure 
if we if we cannot if there is no fix in the case because would you also find those cases we would just rather tell them listen i won't take i won't take your money um we can do anything for you because uh, that's a, that's the other problem uh when you're doing that well, i think we we everyone works for the to provide for their families yeah, to, to provide feed their yeah. families but when you're going there when you're going to to do your work for more than that that becomes a problem yeah because then grief takes over and then um it's complicated it gets tricky so i think uh, we're very blessed to be at least most of the people in the team to work that way to treat our clients with respect with dignity and and that way when we get a good result the clients feel like what they paid for is what they were expecting so that's, that's pretty good. much what, what they that's get. good y pues para toda la gente que está mirando o están escuchando ahorita con la boca abierta como que qué dijo que está dicho what, what he say what he say este por favor si nos puede decir en español por favor para la gente que no entiende en in, in English claro. por favor se puede decir en español por favor la oficina de nosotros es una oficina que más que nada se centra en, en los clientes afortunadamente la mayoría de nuestro staff ha pasado y ha sido parte del proceso de eh, ser un inmigrante y esto incluye desde las cosas más eh, críticas como lo es el haber ingresado a los Estados Unidos sin, sin documentos, ilegal como muchos le llaman, permanecer aquí con el miedo que, que implica el no tener documentación, el no saber si un día va a llegar inmigración o ICE a recogerte, si, no, si va a ser el último día que vas a ver a tu familia. Eh, creo que muchos de nosotros somos bastante empáticos con ese sentimiento, sabemos lo que representa, a pesar de que muchos no lo hemos vivido en carne propia, sabemos lo que es porque estamos muy cerca de eso entonces cuando una persona llega con un problema es muy fácil para nuestro staff eh, ser empáticos con eso y proveer más que nada, primero escucharlos, porque creo que la mayoría de veces lo que la gente quiere es eso que los escuchen, sí, que los escuchen por favor que, primero, que, que entiendan qué es lo que está pasando, por qué están así y después de eso Tomar acción y ver de qué manera los podemos ayudar. Eh, una vez que nosotros tenemos eso, es mucho más fácil saber si podemos ayudarles o no. Si podemos ayudarles, vamos a agendar por una consulta. Si no podemos ayudarles, simplemente les vamos a decir, no podemos, no vamos a tomar tu dinero. Y, y para nosotros creo que es vale más no, no ganar un dólar más que tratar de engañar a una persona con algo que simplemente no existe. Eh, y creo que esa es la manera en la que nosotros operamos. Hueso. Esto es lo que le faltaba. Estás escuchando Roberto Campos. Es lo que le faltaba, bro. Le faltaba un poco la crema Un poquito otra de vez. sabor. Un poquito de sabor. Sí. Sabor a la mexicana. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Sabor a la mexicana. That's right there on uh, Roosevelt. Have you been there before? Never, man. You can't miss it. It's right there in front of Pica Pica. Tex-Mex? Mexican. Mexican. What do you like there? So I like one in the mornings. The ladies already know me there. Because mm -hmm. I always take my daughter there. Mm -hmm. Almost every Saturday. Okay. Uh, they have their chilaquiles estilo Monterrey. Okay. Tiene los huevitos del Dios Altísimo. Ajá. Tiene las tortillas de la abuela del Dios Altísimo. 
La salsita directamente de México. Nice. Y luego con un poquito de limonada. Yeah, luego los frijolitos. That sounds good. Las papas rancheras. Lo mero bueno. Ya se me hizo la bro, agua en la boca. Están pesados, bro. Ya. Sí. Están bien pesados. Sí, te creo. Y ahorita yo estoy bien pesado por comer ahí todos los días. <risa> No, that place is good. I like it. I like it there. Uh, there's other little places there. It used to be a little, mm -hmm. a little. Uh, it used to be right there by the H E B on Pleasanton. Okay. It used to be that. It used to be on a strip mall. Okay. And all they used to sell, um, was they used to sell something there that was just one. It was just one thing there. Tostadas. Huh. Estilo Monterrey. That's oh. all they sold there. Are those with like the one with the shredded chicken? Yes, shredded okay. chicken. Okay. That's all they sold there. And the burritos. Uh -huh. That's it. But then they went away for a little bit, and now they got that big place. Huh. Mm -hmm. Look at that, man. Yeah. It was crazy. They're just... And I mean, I'm talking like a small little spot. Small. What, Super small. What a good product can do, right? Because people would go there. Yeah. They would go, we went there many times. Yeah. I mean, I think there is a bunch of places in San Antonio, restaurants that started really small. Yeah. And they're now like crazy big, like this place, El Bucanero. El Bucanero, yeah, bro, that's... I think it, they started in WWY Road, mm -hmm. like a small little place, and they're now they big, have like bro. three, four locations. They're big. They're good, man. Yeah, they, they, they are good. They are really good. They are good. El Camino, they have uh, the El Camino, they have... Uh, what's that other place called? Um, <coughs> I don't know if you've been to it. ¿Cómo se llama? El Cevichero? El Cevichero? I think that's that's what it's called. Have you been there before? It's like a little. I've been it's there. like a blue. Yes. yes, it's really good, oh man. Oh my god, el camino is really good, man. ¿Cómo se llama el otro de la birria? Oh my god, remedio. Oh, bro, that's good. They're man. really good too. That's good. Really, really good. San Antonio food. And I, I, you know what? I wasn't. I didn't get into the birria tacos uh -huh. until like last year. Really? I, I, I really. So, you know, people are gonna probably hate me for it, right? But that was like the first time I've ever seen it, like. I probably heard of it, but I never really like saw it in person huh. to see what it was. And that was like, I needed to taste it because I would see it, it, it started blowing up out of nowhere again. Yes. Like out of nowhere. And I think just the optics of like seeing a greasy taco with yeah. cheese is just like not maybe the best presentation. Yeah. But I think once you try it, that's what makes it. Right, it's good. It's really good. Man. It's really good. I, I like it. Yeah. Luego they give you the little cup and you put the yes, you dip yes. It in there. Los sopeas. Yes. Chopeas. Como pancito dulce, man. Yeah. It's really good. Ya medio hambre. What so what's your do you have a favorite dish? Like the maybe you you like it's like you go to like if they didn't have anything else, this is what I'm gonna eat. Yo tengo muchos, mano. Really? Mira, yo creo que el principal y este era el, el que me gusta más de mi mamá, enchiladas verdes. Pero ahora yo creo que son los tacos. Son los tacos. I'll, I'll get tacos every day. Really? At any time. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. ¿Pero de qué? Lo que quieras. Really? Le, mi favorito favorito es el pastor. O el pastor. O los tacos de carnitas. De carnitas. The carnitas is good, yeah. There is this place here in San Antonio called Carnitas on Raul. It's a food truck. Salieron en un documental de Netflix. Really? They're good, man. Like, really? But good, good, Gilbert. Like, really good. Like that you want to like go there the next day. They have something that is called the tostada michoacana or the 
torta michoacana mm -hmm. and it's like bread, refried beans, carnitas, guacamole, cheese, oh, and wow. some of the like spicy sauce with like nice carnitas. Really? Lo mejor que he probado aquí en San Antonio. See, because I have I have a friend too. They go, they go by Taquitos el Jefe. Okay. And I've heard of them. They're right there off of uh, 16. They're right in front of Potifli Market. Huh. Bro. Ellos también. Good? Ooh, boy. They're really good. What is your your favorite dish? So, like you, I have many. I have many, right? But I think my top one, I would have to say, and I, I, it's so weird how it's not so many people like it, but I love mole. Oh, it's really good, Bro, man. mole. Really That's good. like... Super, super good. I can have mole. Oh, I can have enchiladas verdes. Mm -hmm. I can have that. Or the tacos. But my favorite taco is the tripa. Huh. Tripa or asada. Yeah, tripa are good, man. Yeah, yeah, I know they aren't. I, I find out after I eat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tan las tripas. Tan las tripas mías. Yo ando ahí buscando el papel del baño. Ando buscando el frabrisa. Have you tried the lengua tacos? Yes. Good as well, yes. man. Yes. So, have you tried the Taquitos West Avenue? Yes. If you ask me, You're talking about the cartel? No, I'm <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, bro. Como? Como? How did they? Have you been there lately? Now? No. It, they closed it off now. What? Y yes. You can eat inside now. They closed it all off in there. Wow. Yeah. And it's huh. not like cheapy material like you bought uh -huh. at Lowe's. You uh -huh. get, uh -huh. Oh, no. Some like good high-end Oh, quality. yeah. Como like you're at a mar mercado. The doors uh -huh. slide open. Y todo. What? Look at them, man. Good for mm -hmm. them. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> hey, their tacos are... They're good, man. God. If you ask me, I think that's the, the closest you are going to get to a Mexico City street taco. Really? Yes. For sure. They're pretty heavy, though. Yeah, no, they, they, they are pretty heavy. Um, I wouldn't recommend to try them if you're planning on going right after that to, like, Beth. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're really good, man. Yeah, they, they are good. I like going there. I haven't been there in a while, but the, this past time that we went, when it was cold. Yeah. We walked in, we're like, what the heck? Closed off. That's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy how that place has blown up. Yes, I think it's part of the pop culture as well, and social media. Everybody posting about it. Social Everybody. media, man. It can make you or break you. Yeah, it can make you or break you. Yeah. You never know when you can go viral for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It has a lot of power. It does have a lot of power. It has good and it has bad. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, it's doing good because. <laughs> you got the mercado doors You know what I mean I was walking in I was like Man, Is this Michoacana What's going on here This is not what I remember <laughs> Not what I remember man But So In the mornings Is there like a, Cause here in San Antonio Tacos are number one In the morning Yes I know there's other places That are like what, Tacos in the morning no, I don't think so Do you have like A specific taco yes, That you get in the morning man. Yes What is that I could put number one, machacado con huevo. That's my number one. Really? Number two, I could put chorizo con huevo. Chorizo con huevo? Yes. And number three, 
guilty pleasure maybe yeah you heard him over there oh yes a bean and cheese taco bean and cheese taco yes man with that little piece of lechuga that they or a little bit of <laughs> tomato that they, they, they do <laughs> gracias señora de nada amigo <laughs> those are your top three I think that's my top three top man. three top three my top three hasn't changed much the only okay. one that changed was my first one it was never my favorite but until i actually tried it so my first my like go-to go-to is uh chicharron ranchero oh i know what you're talking about man eh? yes chicharron ranchero and if maybe if i'm feeling a little you know a little crazy poquito de huevito con huevo yeah. con huevo uh -huh. un poquito con papa uh-huh okay i never tried it like that there's a guy who showed me that, that i was sitting there in this old mexicanito uh -huh. i was there opening he goes no no le echaste papita Whenever you see somebody go like that, pa que my suegro used to do that. Pa que if he would eat something and he's eating a taco, and be, suegro, ¿cómo está? <laughs> you knew it's good, baby. You it knew is? it's good. I, I, I believe I believe the, this the Mexican right punch. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That means it's good. Yeah. So that'll be my first one. The second one is the chorizo egg. Yeah. But with bean. Huh. A little bit of bean in there. A little bit. You don't want too much porque, pues, if you eat it in the morning, you're going to go to the work, pues, vas a andar un poquito gassy. Y luego, pues, el tercero is is bean and cheese with a little dice of bacon. Okay. A little bit. Bean and cheese and bacon. That's a match made from heaven. Okay. So, you have your beans, you match up with your cheese, and luego the bacon is right in between. Huh. And luego, you know, tortilla. Salsita. Salsa, man. As soon as you bite into it. The salsa oh, is the key, man. man. Southside is the place for the tacos. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else says. Southside is the place for the tacos. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's this place that has been around for many years mm -hmm. that our grandfather used to take us to. Mm -hmm. right, my grandpa Salinas and it's this old little grocery store corner store mm -hmm. right what's that place called this is a gas station right hmm. and I remember we would stay with him and he would take us here or sometimes this is how Mexican we were we would go work with him during summer mm -hmm. we'll work with him cutting grass or go pick up trash mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that was we would always stop there I'm like man where what are we doing here at this mm -hmm. little corner store far in the back tacos mm. that place oh my god those tacos, those tacos are amazing and you know you mira this is how you know the tacos are going to be good when you have a little chaparrita gordita and she's like that was a the floppy arm bro and she's like that buenos dias mijo yeah, yeah that's it yep game over baby yep. you better buy at least yeah. four or five tacos yep. con el, de la, el mandil yeah She's got that on. Florecita. Did you have the other one, Lupita? The head, her, her hair knits all chueca. ¿Qué pasó, amigo? ¿Qué vas a llevar? No, pues déjame decirte que let me have about six tacos, entonces. Let me have about, about six tacos, entonces. It's good, good. good fuel, man. Good yeah. fuel to like fill you out for the rest yeah. of your day, for sure. Yeah, of course. It's a beauty, man. Those breakfast tacos, that's something that didn't exist or I didn't know about in Mexico. Really? Yeah, it's something buried from like South Texas, I believe. Dang. 
and I didn't know there was like a, a situation going on between the Austin tacos and the San Antonio tacos. Oh yeah. Um, I still think our tacos are better. They always like to say they're there's better. No, they're not. We've even had some big starts. So uh, I have a friend that I had on here. Mm -hmm. He goes by Bootleg Food Review, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jason. And uh, he's met some very famous people. Like he'll meet wrestlers. He's mm -hmm. met, he's met mm -hmm. actors. Como se llama la señora? Rosario or Rosaria Dawson? Mm -hmm. She, he, did, he did a whole thing with her. And uh, they were somewhere downtown. Mm -hmm. And he asked her, like, hey, you, what's like the best tacos? She goes, the tacos are here. The best tacos are here in San Antonio. She mm -hmm. goes, there's no way. She goes, people say Austin. Ah, this is the place, <laughs> place right here. She even knew about it. <laughs> I, I believe it, man. She even knew about it. And she said, she even said the same thing. She goes, I usually go, to, I like to go to the rural south of San Antonio. South side. Yeah. For my tacos. It's where. It How does she even know that? See what I mean? How does she even know that? It it's bro. Where is that? Tacos Toribio, ahí en la military, no? También. Oh, bro. My God. Lo mero bueno, no? Yes. And every day, you, you're on the south side, you know, you know if the place is good, if you see a Ford F-150 pickup truck with ladders, paint buckets, and about 16 guys that come out of that truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know that place is bomb. And they're all getting down to get a taco. <laughs> That's how you know. But uh, before we end, put your plug in. Let people know where they can find you, where they can reach you. Sure, man. So um, my account is um, Beto Campos ESQ. ESQ goes for Squire. You can also follow me in, on TikTok. Um, I'm pretty consistent on, on being active there. Uh, and my handle is Abogado Roberto. A-V-O-G-A-V-O-R-O-B-E-R-T-O. I was in spelling bee. I was a champion, actually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can follow the the firm account in RHC Law on Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, really of course, man. It. I appreciate it. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, of course, man. I wanted to bring you on, and I appreciate your kind words, and I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, I know this is going to turn into a good friendship, and it's going to you know it's going to be a collab coming soon, pretty soon with uh, with you guys. So. Uh, before I end, guys, I just wanted to remind you, just remember that God loves you. God loves you. Dios te ama. Dios ama a todos ustedes. Uh, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, just remember that God loves you. Dios te ama. And we will see you on the very next episode. Estás escuchando The Loco Podcast. Loco Podcast.